Hello and welcome to You've Got to Be Joking with Bunny Jane. Uh, this week on this week's episode we're going to be talking about, well I'm going to be talking about, not we're, um, about my breakup with Robin and how that happened and everything that kind of went with it. It's um, behind closed doors a lot different to what it seems on Instagram, like you know, of course it is. From the beginning me and him were uh, two peas in a pod, best friends, we did everything together. We ran our studio down lovers together for three years. Um, we were inseparable. We essentially lived in each other's pockets for nearly nine years of our lives. <clears throat> Growing up with each other since we were 23, uh, he was 22. And since then we have had a magical life together. We've created some beautiful music in bands together over the years. We've created art together. Um, we've travelled to certain places together and we've we've gone through a lot emotionally with each other that I don't think a lot of people would have gone through um with someone as close as we were with each other it was like um it was literally the bestest friend I've ever had in my whole entire world like genuinely um we so taking you back from the start we met in uh when I was 23 2013 and <clears throat> It was a completely random evening. I had, I think I'd broken up with my ex um, that I'd had this really toxic relationship with a couple of days before, like properly kind of let things go. And I feel like when you properly let things go and you're like, I'm moving on now, the universe is kind of like, okay, well, you're ready for the next thing now. Um, I've forever searched for my one person that I wanted to be in a relationship with. I was obsessed with the idea of love since I was a kid. <clears throat> I think breaking my parents breaking up when I was 10 it took me back to like wanting to be totally in love and wanting to have someone lo- love me um like for me and like just be there for me throughout everything of course everyone wants the same thing um and yeah so me and my friend Georgie um decided to go out on a kind of like a girls night classic and um I walked into this bar and I it, it was it's kind of weird it was um he robin was standing at the bar bearing when i hadn't met him before kind of knew each other through mutual friends and i think we actually followed each other on instagram because i think back in the day you kind of just did that it's like facebook you just added like loads of people just to kind of like have a bulk of friends around you and uh the like the stage light was almost like shining on him it was almost like like a sign being like here's the guy for you um and I actually walked up to him and was like, oh my God, is your name Bird Shoes? And he was like, yeah, what's your name? I was like, oh, it's Meg. And he's like, oh, it's nice to meet you. And we were kind of just inseparable from that moment. Um, he did actually have a girlfriend at the time that he was with for five years. And, and he had spoken to me about them breaking up and it being rocky and and it kind of coming to an end. Anyway, the whole night we spent together, we were kind of like doing silly accents and just, I was on the floor crying with laughter. I hadn't ever had a connection with anyone like this in my life, genuinely on the same wavelength, um, like so funny, got my sense of humour, dressed well, was also into music and did music as well. Um, and we spent the night just like laughing, basically. He took my number and um, I think he did, I think he did text me the next day, just kind of saying, oh, let's hang out. And I'd obviously known that he had a girlfriend and kind of just kind of thought like, is this something like I should pursue? Because it feels a bit, it feels a bit fucked up. Anyway, of course, my, um, we met up for a drink 
and um, me on the kind of pretense that it was just a friendly thing. And as soon as we sat down at the table, it was like instant. It was instant love. Like from that moment, I can't tell you the f- the feeling that I felt in that moment was that it was literally like dis. It was like a Disney film. It was like what they'd always say in rom-coms, how you feel falling in love with someone. When you meet the one, I feel like you really do meet that person and you feel like, fuck, I've met the one. It's it's like overwhelmingly, um, it's unexplainable, the feeling. So we had this evening together, it was like candlelit and just completely going on about like everything we'd gone through and um, we kind of sat opposite, opposite each other and I was like, Oh my god, he's got literally on the on so my right my right ear. I've got at the top. I've got like this almost like a little fold. It's like like a little Star Trek ear. And Robin, no joke, mine sticks out a little bit. Um, Robin has exactly the same ear on the right hand side. The little Star Trek, the, I can't even talk Star Trek bit. Um, and I was like, oh my god, this is insane. Like it's almost like a a little sign from like a in my eyes a past life. Um, that you've met before and that you've been like you're reconnecting in in this world so I was like really fucking freaked out being 23 and being like such a romantic I was like oh my god what is happening this guy's got a girlfriend like what you know what what the fuck do I do anyway I went for a walk around um where we were for having a drink and we were just like he had my hand in his pocket and just like holding my hand and I was just like this is insane like I knew from that moment that it, we were going to be together. It was just, like, it was no question about it. From there, like, obviously, oh, it was just a nightmare. We totally fell in love, and his girlfriend um, ended up finding out... It was just, it was a real mess. He'd planned on breaking up with her, and essentially he hadn't, and told a little bit of a porky about that to me. Um, so... It didn't start off on the greatest foot, but I think with that, we kind of went through this whole, like, he really, like, broke her heart, and so obviously we were there kind of consoling each other because I was on the the other end of that as well, being called a slag and saying that I was a prostitute and all this kind of stuff, obviously because of the job I had at the time. I was, um, I was still stripping. I always said that I was going to, when I was working at that job that if I did fall in love with someone that I would quit and I quite literally did as soon as I met him I I didn't go back after working there for three years I um quit and then I just had to put up with getting abused from all of these girls that she was friends with like left right and center which you know like in hindsight totally understand like get it and and I kind of sat back and took it like I you know deserved it but equally it was hard for both of us we um from there just created a life together that um we were like each other's rocks we were there for for each other for everything he um was there when i was we moved to brighton i, I actually had like a, a small cancer scare and then i got really bad depression when i was in brighton and uh he was there for me throughout bearing in mind we'd only been with each other for a year at that point and it was just like he was just the the biggest angel ever like held my hand when I was, whilst I was crying and whilst I had this operation like it was just like it was just a fucking nightmare the whole situation but we grew together we wrote music together wrote some of the best music we've ever written I think actually when we were going through that stage of depression in Brighton um and then from there created this beautiful life together started tattooing and um 
yeah ended up opening my own studio and we ran it together called it dumb lovers ran that for three years and whilst we were there we got married and we had this beautiful um wedding and the most beautiful proposal i don't think anyone could ever be really beat it to this day to be honest with you um he proposed to me when we went to uh we went on like a little trip to france and he'd planned this day at Claude Monet's house. And if you've not been, it's in, I think it's Giverny. I don't know if I'm saying that right, Giverny, in uh, France, just outside of Paris. And it was one of those mornings, you know, where it's kind of like, it's not it's not midday yet. It's like kind of like 11, 15-ish. And it's kind of warming up for the day and it's getting a little bit hot, but in, it's got like a cool breeze in the morning and you know it's gonna be warmer in the afternoon. So we're like walking through um, Claude Monet's house. And honestly, the most stunning place I've ever been in my life. Like, it felt like a complete dream. So Claude Monet actually painted it, um, well, he created it so he could paint it because he was partially sighted, I think. So he painted all these beautiful things in this house, which he must have been fucking loaded, Jesus. It was so beautiful. Anyway, we're walking around and he purposely built all of the outside bit with the lilies, you know, the famous lilies and the uh, the little um, what the bridges, can't get my words out the bridges that you can kind of look through and look over the ponds and it's just it's the most beautiful romantic place like I've ever been in my life so he walked around the whole ponds and he's kind of like all a bit agitated and like I, th- I guess I thought he was just getting hot or whatever and uh, we come up to one of the bridges and it completely clears out and I'm like that's so weird because there's literally like so many people around there's like tourists everywhere and I turn around and he's on one knee and I'm like what the fuck is going on I'm like Robin what what are you doing he's like Meg, I'm like, yeah. He's like, will you marry me? And I'm like, I kept on just going, fuck off, fuck off, fuck off. This is not a thing. I was like, no, you're joking. And Jake, he's like, no, honestly, I'm not joking. I've got your mum's ring. I was like, what? This is insane. So he'd ordered me a ring, but it hadn't come in time because he'd ordered it from Australia and it was making, getting made or something. So he's got my mum's ring, which is like a, <clears throat> a classic, just like a, a band. And it's, it's so big, it won't fit on my finger. So I had to put it uh, around my neck. And I'm like, obviously said yes to him. Um, and I just couldn't believe it. I was Because we'd been ta- we had been talking about getting engaged for a while. We'd been together by this point by about four years, I think. Um, and honestly, best moment of my life. To um, have someone to say that they want to spend the rest of their life with you is like the biggest compliment. And you feel so like overwhelmed with love. Like I, I literally couldn't just stop. I couldn't stop crying the whole day. Like I couldn't believe it. Um, and I just didn't want to let go of him. I just felt like so close to him. And I was like, I can't believe that you, you've asked me to marry you. Like, it's just so amazing. And I just felt so in love and it was so sweet. Um, we spent the rest of the holiday just like together and like just in on like cloud nine with each other. And it was so beautiful. And then obviously came back and lived our life for a bit. And then fast forward to the wedding, the wedding, we decided to, um, just go all out because we don't we never have done things by halves especially me um so we got married at a place called Sopley Mill which is where we're both from um in this the most beautiful setting and it was actually raining in the morning and I was thinking oh fuck it's fucking raining classic my bloody luck but before that night before a couple nights before all of our friends were staying in this house together and uh I think one of my best friends Jess actually turned to me and said um how are you feeling Meg are you excited and I was like I actually don't feel anything like I don't feel a thing and I'm I was kind of concerned because I was thinking 
am I making the right decision in, in this situation? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, sh- I should. I should feel excited. I should be, feel like, you know, like I'm marrying my best friend tomorrow. Like I should feel like overwhelmed with excitement and love and like happiness. Like I'm doing the right thing. Um, I mean, previous to this, we've had years and years of arguments about our sex life and our sex life. It, it has never been good. I think even from the beginning... I think at the beginning, like, of course, you're in that kind of moment of being, like, you know, we're so obsessed with each other and you kind of take things... Um, you take a step back and you look at it now and you're like, actually, we I don't really know if we had that much of a great sex life, even at the beginning. Um, so we we tried everything. You know, we got toys. We, we, we did everything we possibly could to try and make our sex life better. To the point where we um, decided to kind of like start watching um, documentaries about opening our relationship and like how it would be if we went to sex parties and all this kind of stuff to try and make things better. Because every time I we did go and try and have sex, he'd kind of like would have penciled it in the diary, which I kind of I can't deal with the uh, pre-planning. It's just like it's, it should be a natural thing for me. It's not it's not like a planned out situation. So we had years of arguments of me not wanting to do it and actually I would make up every excuse under the sun just to, like to not do it because I kind of knew it just didn't feel right to me and I feel like obviously coming up to the wedding that we'd had these conversations and um, it got to a point where we were both thinking I, and I know we are, we are now obviously coming out of it that maybe it we were, weren't doing the right thing by getting married but essentially I think it was a band-aid on something that was already broken a long time ago anyway so we got to the wedding day and beautiful beautiful day um our outfits were great our car was amazing we got picked up in a pink Cadillac and the the day was very smooth um but I feel like even walking before walking down the aisle and before we'd written our vows we'd written our vows literally the night before like scribbled them onto a piece of paper like it was uh something we just had to have done it wasn't really out of the love of um and the excitement of what we were feeling towards that day of getting married it was more like we had to do it because we at this point we'd booked it all everyone was coming they, they were there and they were like they were looking forward to our big day of us getting married it was Meg and Robin you know like we were um everyone called us a power couple they always have and we were kind of like, well, we'd be crazy to fr- throw something away. And we'd kind of spoken about breaking up in the past of, in like thinking, you know, maybe there is something better out there for us. But we had so much love for, for each other that we we couldn't have broken up at that point. It wasn't um, the right time. So we got married, had a really beautiful day and we had a great day with our friends. And um, I was really worried about the evening. I was really worried about the evening of like having sex because I just felt like I can't force it. And deep down, I was like, am I going to live the rest of my life like this? I, I can't. I, I physically can't do this and argue and feel sad like, and feel like I'm letting him down because essentially I was. like, We weren't having that connection. And I think every human needs that connection with somebody, that intimacy. And we definitely didn't have it at all. We didn't even really snog, to be honest. It was definitely more of a friendship. Um, I, I did marry my best friend in the end. Um, so after the marriage... Um, and after getting married we were kind of on cloud line like we were when we got um, engaged and we spent a lot of nights just getting stoned and like watching tv and stuff which actually again in hindsight makes me realize that actually we should have been all over each other like honeymoon you know honeymoon and even on our honeymoon um it was it was like we tried to have sex and 
do all that kind of stuff together and it just wasn't working it was just so forced for me and I'm, I'm sure it felt the same for him we um decided to talk about going to a sex party together we wanted to go and try killing kittens out and we bought tickets and then subsequently decided to open our relationship properly after having a lot of discussions about it and obviously realizing that both of us aren't jealous about the other person if they wanted to go and do xyz with somebody else um we did kind of vet each other on these apps so we both downloaded field um, which we felt like it was the most um suitable app because obviously it wanted something more casual so we vetted each other's kind of like matches and I'd show him guys that I'd match with and vice versa with him with girls. And we decided to go for it. So I was t- I was chatting to a couple of guys on field, but actually it felt a bit too, it felt way too full on for me to, to do that like with a stranger because it's been like nearly nine years together. I was like, I can't like go and like sleep with a stranger. It's just like not okay for me. Robin hasn't slept with that many people, so... I felt like he needed to kind of go and do that and get it out of his system. Whereas I was like, I have kind of done that in my 20s. I've had my like, um, my sleeping round stage, my slaggy stage. Um, so yeah, I, I decided to have a conversation with him about my friend and ex, um, who I was still friends with now, he's a tattoo artist, about actually sleeping with him. Because it's like, it's one of those things where you know when you're friends with somebody and you still have you can still have sex with them but it is a very very casual situation so robin was happy with that of me sleeping with this guy and he uh decided to meet up with this girl and um so we planned it and it was coming up to the day and i'd bite like bought new underwear and it kind of felt a bit strange because i actually don't think i'd done that since we've been on our relationship from the beginning it was just like a bit weird like I was buying underwear for this other guy that I it's just anyway fucking strange so Robin had gone to meet this girl and I'd gone to meet um um my ex at um a hotel locally that sounds so seedy but it was lovely we had dinner together and he was like there's no pretense we don't have to do anything if you don't want to kind of thing but I think we'd kind of been like talking about it and he'd made me feel a lot more comfortable rather than it just being some random stranger so we had this night away from each other which is the first night we've had away from each other and not spoke to each other at all overnight and that for me was really really fucking weird because I, I it felt like I was single again like it was it was actually really exciting so I was like wow if this is what it's going to be like opening our relationship then fuck I'm, re- I'm really up for it had this great night had a great night of sex and woke up the next day and kind of felt like in the pit of my stomach like it this is this is over it's actually over um and we came back together the next day he'd driven back from bristol where he'd gone to meet this girl and uh i just felt a bit sick well more than a bit sick because i was like are we completely fucked our have we fucked it we fucked our relationship um he came back a bit later than i had and i'd kind of like put my stuff in the wash and kind of like waiting for him to come home and that day was so strange he it it was almost like he changed like when he came back it wasn't like him anymore um so i and we were in a weird space at this point um he came back and I think he was rushing off somewhere and I was like okay whatever kind of like just not in a very good mood with each other 
I was like, okay, well, I guess we'll catch up about it tomorrow then, about the um, whole sleeping with others, the other person thing. Um, so I went and saw my friend. We talked about it. And um, she was just like, wow, I can't believe that you, you're able to do that. It's actually so iconic that you can go and like sleep with other people and and be okay with that with each other. Like, there's no jealousy. Like You must be such a strong couple. Um and then the next day we um came back together and we sat down and just said like how do you feel about the whole situation like how did you feel when you slept with this girl like did it feel weird and he's like no it didn't feel weird I was like he's like did it feel weird when you slept with him and I was like no it didn't feel weird at all and he's like did you feel jealous and I said I didn't feel jealous no I just felt like He's like, go on. And I was like, I just felt like it was uh, like coming to an end. Like it was like we, it was the end, and it just felt, felt like kind of sad, really. Um. So yeah, we had this whole long conversation, and um, basically came to the conclusion that after all the time we spent together, that we'd never had that connection sexually at all, ever. And it was really fucking sad because it's been nearly nine years of being with this person every single day and actually being so involved in each other's lives, running a business together, being in bands together. Like, all the things that you could do with someone being so intimate, apart from the sex thing, it was, like, everything you could have done. Like, we were we were a great partnership, but that was that was it we couldn't have forced it for the rest of being together for another 20 years because we would have ended up resenting each other like so many um couples do and actually I don't want to wake up in 10 years uh, 20 years with anybody and look across the in bed and think oh for fucking hell you're doing my head and even breathing sat next to me because I know that's what happens eventually and with him I have way too much respect for him to want to go through his life without experiencing all these things that I feel like I already have with him, I think he's got um, so much more of that to do, and I felt felt like maybe I was holding him back in a in a way. I think in hindsight we were holding each other back, so we decided to um, call it. We ended it, and um, that was the most difficult thing. I think we let we laid there and um, we held each other's hands, and we were both just sobbing, like so sad. And, you know, he said, I I don't think I'll ever get this tattoo removed. Like, you're my number one. I love you so much. And I was the same. I'm never going to get rid of this either. He had an M on his finger and I had an R on mine on my wedding ring. And, oh, God, it makes me tear up thinking about it now. But it's just those moments, isn't it? It's like the end of something. It's always the beginning to something else. And it really is, in hindsight, looking back, it's... It was the diff- most difficult thing, and anyone that goes through a relationship breakup, especially over such a long time, of them being <clears throat> your family essentially, it is like someone dying. Like you do lose that person, and it is so difficult. God, sorry, I'm welling up. Um, yeah, it is, and was the most difficult thing, and still is now, nearly a year on to go through as a human because nobody tells you how to um deal with those things 
how to navigate through um, going from sleeping in a bed from with someone for nearly nine years of your life to then sleeping on your own. It's like going back to being a child again. Like you, you have to relearn how to re- relive your life and like how to live your life on your own. And it's so difficult. It's so difficult to go from having someone that you can call and be like, hey, can you can you possibly come and get me? Or like, can you, um, do you wanna go for dinner? Or do you wanna hang out tonight? Or what are you doing? To like being on your own with your own thoughts in like a depressed state. It's like the most terrifying thing in the world, like having to start again. Um, and starting again is the most fucking scary thing. Like, I'd bought all of this stuff after we got married, like, bought us a new uh, king-size bed, um, a sofa, like, all of the furniture I thought we were going to have in a house that we were going to buy eventually. And then, not that it's all about that, but we made a little home for ourselves, you know, we bought our our favourite car, we've kind of, like, got that as well, we were, like, kind of on a roll with the business, and you never expect something like that to happen, especially after getting married, and I think we were only married for... I don't know, not even seven months, I think it was. Um, so from there, I a couple of days later, I think I I was just so numb. That's the only way I can explain it. Numb and I felt sick. I couldn't, I couldn't sleep. I was like, I couldn't stop, so, I was sobbing all the time. Like, I couldn't stop crying. And I just felt like I was in this kind of like dazed state where... Was I making the right decision? Was this something I would would regret? You know, like, and we were speaking about it, kind of, but kind of giving each other our space away from each other so we could kind of think, you know, about what we were doing and if there was, this was the right thing that we were doing. And I think I sat and watched Netflix for, I'm not joking, probably about a week. Like, I had to cancel all my clients. I couldn't even, um, I couldn't even, like, concentrate the conversations I had with my friends, like, I can't even remember the conversations I had with anyone, you know, my mum was like, are you making the right decision, my dad was like, you're making the right decision, like, all our family was the same, Uh, because everyone was so shocked, you know, like, after all this time of someone who you've done all these amazing things with, to then say, look, our relationship, it, it really isn't working how everyone else thinks it is, um, so we're deciding to break up. I don't think anyone really took it seriously. I think everybody thought that we were going to get back together. But I think we, obviously because we knew each other so well and our, our relationship so well, after all the arguments that we'd had over the years about this said thing and even up to the point of um, before we got married, we actually got a knock on the door on a Sunday afternoon. Uh, this is like two or three weeks before we got married. And I was like, have you ordered anything, babes? And he's like, no, have you ordered anything? I was like, no, bearing in mind it's a Sunday, so you never get any deliveries. We, I opened the door and there's two police officers standing there and I was like, what the fuck? What's going on here? And they were like, is this flat five? And we were like, yeah. Like, What's going on? Is there something happened in the building? They were like, no, 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 we're here to see you. And we were like, here to see us? Why, what, what's happened? They were like, we've got a domestic disturbance. Um, someone's called us a couple of times. And we were like, D- domestic disturbance? They were like, have you had an argument? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, we had an argument last night. And they were like, oh, right, okay, it's, it's um, not the first call that we've got from uh, downstairs. They're quite con- concerned because you've had, like, screaming rows. 
as they said has anything changed in a relationship in the last couple of weeks they said well yeah actually we're getting married in two weeks and they just burst out laughing and said oh don't worry we get these kind of things um happen all the time but um, again you know uh, looking back like it should have been a red flag you know we should have known um but the arguments we had it, it was insane it was insane we we loved each other so much but we equally argued as just as bad um yeah so going back to the yeah days and days in a i remember just sitting on my sofa wrapped in a duvet um just watching the tv you know and you're just like not watching it and you're just like so like in a moment of like i feel nothing i feel or i feel too much of something that i just couldn't my body felt like almost cold like with i suppose that's like the anxiety and like the I don't know how your body really deals with that kind of thing. But yeah, a lot of emotions and a lot of like nights where we decided to then, he was sleeping on the sofa, oh no, he was sleeping downstairs and we had a spare room. And I was upstairs in our room and I think we had one last night together, um, just sleeping in the same bed, we didn't obviously have sex. And um, I it was just the saddest thing, like to go from, someone sleeping next to you for nine years to um to them sleeping downstairs it's just so sad it's actually like it's like losing a part of yourself and um those weeks after and those months after oh my god like I can't tell you how difficult they were I think a lot of it is um a fake it till you make it situation 100% with any breakup breakups are the fucking hardest thing in the whole entire world it's like losing someone um and I'm not going to apologize for crying because we're all human and we all go through these things I think if I wasn't honest about how I felt with this situation, I don't think it would help anyone else, you know? Because everybody goes through these situations and I feel like with my, with what I do with art, I always like, I always have to put it across um, with how I feel, honestly, because I feel like if it can help one person of like not feeling alone in these situations, then 100% I'll do it and I don't don't care how much, it feels like I'm wearing my heart on my sleeve, like I'm happy to talk about it. Open book, complete open book. But yeah, I spent, um, my mum was so concerned after we broke up that she genuinely thought she was gonna have to move in with me because um, she thought I was gonna be like suicidal, so upset. Like um, I didn't really know how I was gonna react to this whole situation. I just didn't know. I mean, how how do you know? I think. I grieved our relationship for years before. <clears throat> I kind of already knew it was going to end. I, I kind of fantasised about it ending, and I'm sure he did too, because we'd spoken about being single so much over the, the years of, like, opening our relationship and, like, trying to, um, like, work that out with each other. I think I, um, I'd already grieved it. There was a time where... We'd actually moved down to Bournemouth after we got married. 
um, even though we had our studio in London, it was a bit of a nightmare, really, because we were commuting back and forth and staying in hotels every week and spending a stupid amount of money doing that. And there was one night where I think Robin had, like, broken his arm, so he couldn't work. But I was still... I still had my clients, so I had to come and stay in a hotel. And I'd actually been invited to a really crazy Gucci party the next day that I was so excited about. And so I'd come up to London for that as well. And, um... In the middle of the night, I literally just had this most overwhelming, like, dread. I was on my own, like... Didn't know how I felt I felt like I was having a heart attack and this has got to be I think maybe like three or four months before we broke up um I felt like I was dying I thought I was dying in the middle of the night and I didn't know what to do I woke up and it was like 3am and I couldn't calm myself down I was just like my heart was racing like out of my chest I felt so sick, I was like hot and cold sweats. And I hadn't had a panic attack since I was like, well, for a while. And then not this bad either. So I kind of just thought like, oh my God, I'm literally having a heart attack, I'm, I'm literally gonna die. So I was in this friggin' hotel on my own in bloody Whitechapel. And it's, th- it's 3 a.m., I'm looking at trains to go back from London to Bournemouth in a fucking panic, packing my stuff all together. And they go downstairs into reception and she's like, this cleaner's like, are you okay? And I'm like, no, I'm panicking. I think I'm having a heart attack. And she's like, doesn't know what to do. So I call a, t- a cab, get myself to Waterloo. Don't remember a fucking single, sing- single thing of that journey. Just getting there, getting on the train. And I was actually just listening to like rain sounds to try and calm myself down, but I couldn't calm myself down. That two and a half hours on the train was the fucking longest time of my life I think I've ever experienced just having to go through that and like oh my god it was just a nightmare get to Bournemouth I get straight back to our place and bearing in mind it's only like seven in the morning at this point because I've just got back and I'm like knocking the door because I haven't got my keys because Robin said that he was going to come and get me and knock at the door and he comes running down and I just burst out crying and I'm like holding on to him, like crying, sobbing, like, oh my God, I, I can't, I can't, like, I can't do this. And he's like, what's going on, Meg? What's going on? And I'm like, um, I think I'm having a heart attack. I think I'm dying. And like, I think it was me um, grieving. I think it was my in- intuition and my gut telling me that our relationship was coming to an end. It was, it was um, like a realisation that like, your body already knows I, th- I feel like I'm quite intuitive of these things and that was a real moment where I am um, real I think it, yeah looking back at it now definite re- definite realization went to the hospital they did checks obviously they were like you just having a panic attack chill the fuck out love um I wasn't having a heart attack but that's what it feels like so it's just awful it's just awful that um you kind of feel those things before beforehand I then, skipping forward, um, had to try and find myself a place to live in London, so I moved back up. I was, um, we were still working together, which was such a weird dynamic because, like, we were still friendly. Like, it was like we were still together, but we weren't. It was really strange. So we were driving up together in the car and, like, had work. It was, like, almost like we turned into overnight colleagues. Like, we weren't even... It's like we'd never been together. It was just, like oh yeah you're right so you've got work tomorrow what you got in you know like that kind of thing it was never it was never 
it was just really strange and we kind of we spoke about the breakup like it was a corporate thing like it was a business ending or like something like that so um from there I was quite determined to get myself out of living together because it was quite painful for me to he was kind of like still seeing this girl that he'd met on field and um I didn't like the situation um still don't really like the situation to be honest but you know I don't think that's going to be something that's going to I'm going to find very easy to get my head around even though I want him to be happy it's a bit difficult for me to um swallow that pill at the moment (coughs) excuse me um so from there I found myself a flat and I can't tell you when I did, I felt so proud of myself, like finding myself a place for the first time I've ever lived on my own, which I was terrified about because I was thinking, fuck, imagine like living on your own after that long. I've never, I've never lived on my own in my life. So always had a flatmate, always lived with housemates and I'd obviously live with Robin and my family. So always been around people, never been on my own. And this was such a beginning of lessons for me that I had no idea about. From learning to how to be on my own and not rely on someone else like I had with him for so long. And that was something he told me for a long time, Meg, you can't rely on me for everything. And which I did for pretty much everything, especially, uh, definitely with emotional um, stuff. So I found my place, I moved in. And the first night here on my own, it was actually the scariest. Like, every little noise, I was like, oh my god, what the fuck is that? Like, I had no one to be like, oh, this is so weird, like, moving in somewhere new because it's like you're settling in and you, it just feels so strange. It took me a long time to, like, settle into, like, sleeping alone and coming home and being on my own and with my own thoughts. And it was really hard. I think I spent... I did spend a lot of time crying in this flat. I have done. This has been a flat of healing. Um, So yeah, it's... I suppose my point is that everything that you see on Instagram... If you've been following my art for a while, you've probably seen my ups and downs. And they've been... They have been very up and down, especially over the last year. Um, And I like to be very honest about how I feel. And I 100% have been at the lowest points of my life in the last year. But I think if I hadn't gone through those moments of being like suicidal and not feeling good enough and having my heart broken and meeting guys and them letting me down, all of these lessons I've learned, like genuinely, I think I've become a completely different person over the last year. And if I hadn't have gone through them, like I don't even know where I would have been. I wouldn't have done half the things I've done in my career in the last year and I definitely wouldn't have met half the people I've met and who have actually definitely changed my life forever which is such an amazing thing to feel um it just shows that every relationship that you think are um what they see from the outside it isn't necessarily how it is on behind closed doors and I know it isn't because it's just like that's how things go but no matter how bad the breakup is and how hard it is for you and how difficult all the things that you go through, there is always a better beginning around the corner. And the people and the things that happen to you in that time of like healing, they are the right people to show you how to heal yourself 
and how to love yourself again because that's what I have learned over the last year is like how to love myself and it's been a very very difficult journey um it's like absolute downtown LA around here Christ um all the sirens but yeah I just wanted to share a few of those moments with you because I feel like everything's had a little bit of a rose-tinted glasses on it after like sharing certain things online I felt like I needed to kind of like say what things were really like and how things actually felt because it's so hard letting somebody go and even now to this like day of recording this um I have days where I just sit at home and I just fucking sob and I'll get into a state of looking at pictures of me and Robin when we were getting married and videos of us together and thinking what the fuck I've literally lost my best friend like I've lost him and even though he's like oh yeah we'll still be friends it's never going to be the same thing as it was I couldn't call him and have a like a joke on the phone he's very corporate with me now it's not going to be the same as it ever was and, and it's that even those words coming out of my mouth after such a long time it is the most difficult thing that I've ever gone through but um I think you've got to remember like no matter how hard any of this is that there is always something better that's coming for you around the corner genuinely and something that will change your life forever and you'll look back at it and you'll think yeah it makes sense now all of it makes sense and spending all those moments on your own and getting to know yourself again there's nothing more powerful than that because actually you are rebuilding yourself for your own life it shouldn't be for anybody else it should be for you because you are your number one at the end of the day so yeah thanks for being there with me um to go through that i know that some of it was a bit heavy i'm not gonna lie um but yeah thanks for listening and yeah, any questions or anything that anyone wants to ask me or my DMs are always open if someone wants to give me a shout. It is Bunny's Tattoos. Um, and thank you so much for listening. And I'll be back next week with more Juicy Goss. Probably talking about dating or some something absolutely wild. Uh, but yeah, have a lovely week and I will see you next week. <laughs>